0: This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton and the Regional Roundup. Taproot publishes a weekly Regional Roundup bringing together the latest headlines and happenings from the Edmonton region. Subscribe to the Regional Roundup for free at taprootedmonton.ca. That's taprootedmonton.ca. Enjoy the show. We ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. One of us go down we have another and another and another that's ready to fight so let's hit this field and bang them hey. bang them hey. bang them hey. somebody light me up it's time to huddle up it's the turf district podcast Welcome back to the Turf District, where we huddle up to talk about all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL, and we're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and thank you for joining us this evening and or downloading to catch the show. Uh, We really appreciate you taking the time out of your week to spend some time with us as we talk Elks and records, as it turns out. But still um we're still happy to be here because we're going to have a lot of fun this evening uh let's bring in the usual gang starting with one super fan mike fun yay (laughs) like and subscribe yeah (laughs) i
1: don't know if i would say we're gonna talk a lot of fun stuff but you know we'll talk about the game
0: so. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I uh, think it's important to, that we note right off the chat that uh, Chris noted that Kayla was on time, and we had to make sure the superfan mic was all set to go. That was important. Yes, we're glad that you are here and in uh, here to suffer along with us as we talk about our favorite team. Commissioner loves company. <laughs> yes, that's right. Correct. Uh, and uh, going southward, it is one commissioner, Kayla. How are you, commissioner?
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah
0: yeah well the good thing is uh we this have a guest Oh, okay yeah yeah no no actually that wasn't good history uh but we will talk about that but we do have a guest this evening we do Hello. uh we're bringing in from our cfl family liz how are you doing
3: i'm so good good I'm good, good. And- Happy to be here
0: thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's nice. We, now, I mean, we know you as a Calgary fan. Uh, yes. We know your are the dream team, um, yes. but you've moved here and now you're an elk season seat holder. Yes. Um, so this is so exciting. It's something, it's, it's uh, but let, let's go back first. Like hey. whenever we have a fan on, we want to know like when, who introduced you to football and, and when did you kind of decide, Oh, I'm a fan of this. And I like being part of this.
3: We So my parents and I moved to Calgary in 2009 or so, and my dad got season tickets for the Stamps pretty much right after that. So I started going to games whenever my dad's buddy couldn't go, so I would go with my dad, and then that just kind of shifted into going more and more and going into a lot of the season ticket holder events with him as a plus one or just whenever he couldn't. And then he met a really big community through it. A lot of that was the dream team. And then as I got older, I kind of joined into that and started going to games more with my friends and going in tailgating, which is a huge part of the CFL and that community. So that was really what got me into it when I was young. It was really started with
1: my dad.
0: Fantastic.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Now, uh, most players, uh, most fans seem to have players they gravita- or gravitate towards. So uh, do you have a favorite player now? And maybe did you have a different favorite earlier on?
3: I don't know. I have a current favorite player, huh? honestly. I think one of my all-time favorite players has to be Nick Lewis. He, I always tailgated with Nick Lewis Nation, and they have always been such a big part of football for me. And he, Nick Lewis has always been so kind and... We still chat here and there. And I remember like when I graduated high school, I saw him at a tailgate and he like made a point to come up and ask how grad was and ask what I was doing after school and all that. So he's always just been super kind and genuine and influential.
1: He didn't come to my grad. I don't know what's up.
3: Oh was he bored <laughs> yeah, yet? Probably not. <laughs> no, he, after, at tailgate. he came and said hi. And we oh. got him. It was at, our grad was at the red and white club at McMahon though. Just
2: bragging. Mm. Oh, that's kind of awesome. My dad and I loved it. Oh man did you did you wear red? Did you wear red? Was your dress red? My dress had red on it. Okay, it was that's
3: white fair. and it had black and it had like multicolored florals. It was it was. A oh, dress. I was gonna. I was gonna say it.
2: if you said white, red, and black, I'm like, yeah, that stamps colors. You're yeah. good. <laughs> it was. I loved my dress. I had red shoes though. So, the, oh yeah, there you go. I I had a green dress, but it was in no way related to the Elks at all. Oh. <laughs> That's fine. Oh goodness. So, we all know how much the CFL family means to to everyone who's involved, but what does it mean to you? Because I know, like, we wouldn't have met and wouldn't have become friends yeah. if it wasn't for the extended family outside of the yeah. Elks. So, yeah, what does it mean to you?
3: It's been huge. It, Like, I've met some of my favorite people and, like, some of my best friends through it. Like, Jen Hill I talk to yeah. every day. I've been, become very close with her family, a lot of our other friends. I've been very close with people from like every team, I think, and it truly is so supportive. And it's it's hard to describe it to anyone kind of outside of it because you don't, it's hard to describe how you met someone through Twitter and such a large yes. sports league in such a giant country, but it truly is so cool. And it has helped me bond with my dad a lot, especially when we were going through some stuff. It has really
2: been good for us. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I can feel. I think all the rest of us can feel that same way. That it's just, it's you know it when you know it, and uh, and it's something something different than you'll ever experience uh, in any other league. That is for sure. So um, now, I like I said off the top, and I know you're wearing the shirt. I know you're a big stamps (laughs) fan. So I only have one stamps question for you. The rest is all going to be Alex. Where does Bo go next year? (laughs) I just wanted the reaction, and we got it. It's perfect.
3: So I liked Bo years ago. The last few years, I am not his biggest fan. I think he's a very good leader for the team and a lot of young players on the team. I don't think he's a very dynamic player anymore, especially as he's gotten older, which you see in a lot of players as they age. They're just not willing to take the same risks because they're... I think a lot of that is that mental block and they're worried about getting hurt. Um, I think he will, be, he'll be with the team for the rest of this year. He's not going to be with the stamps next year, which sucks. Cause I think he was big after that, like big Henry Burris era and he was the next big player. And he started so young and has been so influential for the team. And he's done a good amount of community outreach, which has been great and a lot of leadership for the team. Um, he's either going to Saskatchewan or going to the panel, though. I think, or something league wise, reporting wise. I think he's getting too old to successfully play anymore. <laughs> so
0: old, wow! That's a uh... That was pretty yeah. clear. That was pretty clear. I, have, I, I do. Uh,
3: yeah. I have a bow Jersey. I think he will always be such a huge part of the stamps and I think he'll end up in the hall of fame one day, but I think his era is done and it's time to give someone else a chance.
2: That's why I was kind of well, wondering if Harrison. he would even want to go to a different team.
1: I don't know. He's had opportunities before and he's always gone back to Calgary. So yeah, I think you're right. I think he's going to go to the panel.
3: And I don't think it's about money anymore for him.
1: I think part of it's his legacy as well. I know that he's a big fan of the legacy. So that's what Ryan tells us. What do we know? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So let's move back to the Elks because really that's what we like to talk about. Um, you are a seasoned seat holder for the Elks, as I said. I am so
3: excited about it.
1: So, what prompted you to, to do that? And, and, like, how was the process becoming a seasoned ticket holder at Edmonton?
3: It was so easy. Like, it, and I think Kayla can attest to it, we chatted back and forth, but we, the new pricing structure came out, it is really, really good. And, we texted a little bit and we talked a bit last season and it came out. I tweeted when it's kind of like, oh, real, I'm really seriously thinking about this. And then a rep DM'd me and said, Hey, do you want tickets? Like I can help you with this. Like let's make it happen. Within a couple of days, we, the rep and I were a couple of DMing about it. The rep, we decided where Cable got to make the final decision on where we were sitting.
1: that's is best. <laughs>
3: Cause I'm indecisive <laughs> and he set it all up and was so good. And I think what the Elks are doing to try and get season ticket holders in is unlike any other team, especially for the price.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. And who was your rep? Like let's give him a His shout out. His name
3: was Carter and he was yeah. so, so good and so helpful. And like, I'm on the payment plan. It's a great price as a student. It is such a good way to get into it and it's fun and it's something to do on a weekend and it's nice to go hang out and socialize with people
0: oh awesome card is yeah. great
2: absolutely and i like thank him again because yeah. we we're both a little indecisive so it's just like oh well what about this row and he's like well this row's undercover i'm like well that changes like, everything that's <laughs> it <Yeah. laughs> i'm old i want coverage
1: <laughs> oh, get your shawl It's all good.
2: Yeah. I actually, (laughs) I feel old.
3: I'm going to have like my 900 layers for the winter games. And
2: I wasn't expecting the wind chill to come through that area. Mm -hmm. So I didn't take that into consideration, but if it rains, I'll be like, thank God. We'll be good. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I can remember is being soaked at games. And I'm like, it's a part of the experience, but not an experience. I want to (laughs) repeat. Yep. Yep. so anyway this past saturday obviously you came to the game you came to tailgate you came to west of us you brought your roommate yep. it was good fun for the most part uh was this yes. your first uh game experience outside of watching from the stamps at commonwealth yeah
3: no i went to a rider game last year with a couple of fans and so my Best friend growing up, her parents also have season tickets, and now she officiates football, which is so exciting for her. That's, and she loves cool. That. That's cool. So it's really cool to see that side of it. So I sat with her parents for part of last year, and I had a game last year.
2: I assume you were neutral.
3: I am still neutral when it comes to Edmonton versus other teams.
0: <laughs> I was
3: like, if you cheer for the Riders, get out, out. Nope, nope. I think my parents would disown me.
0: I was going to no say, jury would convict in, them. <laughs> Liz has left the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Wrong shade of green. Wrong shade of green. Um, well, Liz, we're very happy that you're here. Let, let's, yeah. let's talk about that game that you were at because, uh, I mean, we have to. Uh, Elks Excuse lose at home again, 25 to 18. They were nice enough to hand that one to the Owls. Uh, and set the CFL record for a losing streak on home turf. Yay! Okay.
3: <laughs> the Stamps had a good game Saturday night,
0: did um, they? That's not making it any better, nope. uh, Liz. That's getting any better. Um this was one that, uh, and it's funny, we talked about it at West of us at halftime. There, there was hope there, or there was, there was cautious optimism as Jedi slim, said. <laughs> slim, hope. Like the- just for that moment, I didn't know what that felt like. It was like, hmm. like I, we, we might, might have a chance. Like I, I'm not really. And then the fourth quarter happened. Um, granted, we were shut out in the second half, but the fourth quarter in particular was not very friendly to the Edmonton Elks. Um there were a few goods in this game. So I, I want to dig some of the good things up. Um, Liz, let's start with you. What was your good in this game?
3: Does it... Ha- okay, can I give two?
0: You sure. may. Okay.
3: Yeah. First is the atmosphere Commonwealth. I know it's not game related, but it... The vibes were so good and everyone was so nice and happy to be sitting in the sun in 20 degrees... Watching October football. So that's my first. The vibes were so good. And everyone was just in a good mood and happy to be there. And then secondly, I do think the Elks are getting better. I don't know why they can't win at home. The teams seem to be more cohesive. They seem to just be like, they seem to have it together more. They just seem more organized. And just like genuinely more cohesive than in past weeks,
0: That's I don't fair. know why that is. Well, we are improving, and and improving is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just so close um <laughs> kayla i don't even have anything to add for that uh, kayla what do you have
2: from- well i was just gonna say like all i could think about is like where that kid who just got off training wheels and we're like riding along and then all of a sudden it's like and then we just every single game and then we have that one game and then we get back home and it's like and we just like, lose it every time Good times. Um, no, there was definitely some good, and I I agree with Liz. There is there's so much potential and you can see mm-hmm. it and it's there. And it just I we that this has been our response for the last how many games. It's just we I don't get it. I don't get it. And some of those flukes, oh my anyway, we'll get there. <laughs> but the goods, I'm pretty sure we I mean, I already had it before I saw the our little list but i mean that return game it's so close yeah. you guys i can feel it i can feel it christian salisbury has been an answer to our prayers and wow he is so exciting to watch and i am thoroughly thoroughly glad that he's on the team thank you mama salisbury <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> um
0: if it was for that turf monster he would have totally had the return oh, on that
2: one. oh so right. close and i gotta give. Yeah. Obviously a shout out to another Mitchell because the good type of Mitchell <laughs> because Lonnie was right. There ain't no Mitchell apart from one that I wouldn't cheer for. So yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he has some really good receptions and he's going to be a shining star.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Those are very, my good. Very true.
2: And kiss. Sorry. and right. the kicking. I uh, kissed you, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all good.
2: We always got field goals. <laughs>
0: oh my all right super fan i have a feeling i know where you're going but i'm gonna lay it out here for you to go ahead
1: i'm gonna go a little off script here i'm gonna talk about uh, i know just to mess you up uh i'm gonna talk about the other side of the ball and jake ceresna uh just an absolutely stellar game two forced fumbles two quarterback sacks Uh, Mm -hmm. he is just ultimately the building block on that defense to build around Um, I mean, there are three or four people, I think, that are the core of this team. Uh, And we've mentioned Salisbury, we've mentioned Mitchell and the one you expected me to mention. Um, And and yeah, (laughs) Ceresna, I think, is just as critical, if not more so, because when Mondo left, we were just unsure what we were going to do with that defensive line. And Ceresna has stepped into that void. And while he'll never be Mondo, he will be Jake Ceresna. And I don't think anyone's going to ever complain about that.
2: He's so fluid yeah. in his movements yeah. too. Whereas Mondo's a tank, right? Jake Sorensen is like that stealth guy who can just like, whoo, you know, oh yeah,
1: he's a ninja. <laughs> he he
2: and he's That's- consistent too.
1: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Is oh, an underrated quality, I think. Absolutely. Right now,
2: uh huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I would 100% agree with you, and and the defense, although they. They had a slow start, and we'll get into that. But they did have four sacks on the night. Yeah. And, it, I, I mean, that was a good thing. And yeah. and the defense themselves pitched a shutout in the second half.
1: <laughs> Most <laughs> defenses did, unfortunately. <laughs> oh,
0: correct. That, that's the, yeah. Um, all right. So, I'm going to take Mike's, uh, what I thought Mike was going to say as his positive. Then Kevin Brown. Uh, the uh, district bump, uh, goes back in 75 yards on the ground on 14 carries, uh, another 23 yards in the air. I mean, the guy had another great game, other than the three pushes at the line, which well, I, I don't know if it's really his fault, and we'll talk about that in a second, but I, a couple I of really, reasons, yeah, yeah, I, I do think that in general, though that one play where he bounced off three guys. I, yeah. I, I, I don't even understand how a human can do that. And he hit the one guy bounced off, then hit the next guy spun around, kept on his feet, kept going. It was just uh, like, he impresses me every game. Yeah. And uh, so I, I, I'm excited to see yeah. more Kevin Brown. Um, and we, it was, it was almost a balanced attack. Like it, it was the first 20. Half yeah yeah it was 20 rushing and 28 passing overall uh but the the one thing that i i and i think mike you and i kind of texted about this a little bit where it just seemed like it was in bunches it was like three or four runs in a row and then it was five or six passes in a row and okay so where's the mix up i'm getting already to the bad okay let's go to the (laughs) bad side Here's here's a other than the fact that we have to hang a black banner because we have the record for being horrible at home. um, Let's talk about the bad side. So uh, Liz, you're our, you're our, you know, uh, what do you call that? Neutral party. What do you say was the bad in this? Switzerland.
3: If you want to win a game, you have to score on both halves of the game.
0: What? No. I know. Really?
3: Really surprising concept.
1: Can we give you Chris Jones's number? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe let him know. If you
3: want to win a game, you have to score points. And they didn't do that in the second half. And that's highly problematic. You, If you want to win, you have to score points. And they didn't do that. And I think that's the biggest issue. If there was any one issue with offense or defense or special teams, but... If you want, when you have to score points, and they can not do that, so the streak continues of losing at home.
0: That, that it does. <laughs> um, before we get into too much more bad, Christian Salisbury's mom is in the chat. Yes, and so thank you for joining this, and uh, you for, you know, having Christian because he's amazing. Yes. I, and the other is uh, we didn't mention this. He's great on the field but he is a, he's so awesome off the field. He's talked to Nathan a number of times. He's just yeah. such a guy. He gets it.
3: I would argue that's more important than what you do on the field is having good guys in the locker room who are good leaders and are good members of our community and good role models for the next generation. And if you want, as we talked about earlier, if you want people to buy tickets, getting that younger generation in when they're super young is critical.
0: Absolutely. And I I know
2: Victor knows that and he, you can see it in his, his tactics that he understands that thoroughly. I (laughs) I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very good. All right, Kayla have at her. What's your bads?
2: I mean, it's just the same old story. Like I, I don't get it. I I don't, I don't understand. We had a solid first half for the most part. And it's like, we go into the locker room and it's like, yeah, we're doing good. So let's just stick to the script, but we're not even going to stick to the script because we can't make a pass. Like we can't get it into the end zone. So now you're relying on field goals again. You cannot, well, I shouldn't say you cannot. Usually it's more, difficult to win games on field goals and that's it just feels like that's the same script again get it into the end zone and for the love of god mix it up and i'm sorry but chris and i were talking about this i think the decision to throw the ball when it got and i understand it was danny didn't catch the ball he got tipped on his hands but for the love of god why wouldn't you run the ball? We we had so many weird turnovers in that instance. It was what 20 seconds left on the clock? No. A minute? How a minute. The last
0: try, the last interception, there was, yeah, it was like 40 seconds a left.
2: minute or so. Yeah. I just for me personally, looking at the difficulties and those bad turnovers that we had, Kevin Brown has been phenomenal. Why would you attempt a run on first down to try to at least get it closer and then maybe do a throw not so end zony and like chip away at the time and at the field. Personally, I just think that was a really bad play call, in my opinion, because you rely on the solid hands that have gotten you that far in the game with Kevin Brown. I, that was ugh, it still makes me real upset. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's why we're fans. Yeah. Uh super fan. The floor is yours.
1: So I think we've danced around it a bit. This is a tale of two halves. In the first half, we had five drives, three field goals, one touchdown, and only one punt. In the second half, we had three punts, two interceptions, and a turnover on downs. We had seven drives inside their 35. And we came away with, what is that, 16 points? out of a possible you know 49 absolutely ridiculous um, we were out, we had two straight possessions inside their 10 and we were outscored 8 nothing the play yeah, calling was the, just awful i think part of the issue is we had several straight plays where somebody got injured Uh, Trey Watson got injured. Um, Of course, Brown was also injured. And then Lawler had that season ender. And that was, I think, taking a lot of the wind out of our sails. And I think you noticed it with Brown in the second half. Um, He did come back into the game, but he wasn't quite playing the same. He didn't have quite the push that he had (laughs) in the first half. And I think that might have contributed somewhat to those plays uh, from inside the four. We had three cracks. The other problem is just doing it the same three plays one after another, after another.
2: Right. Very predictable.
1: Into the teeth of that defense with the aforementioned Almondo Sewell. And Uh, more. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So you've got these guys that were so incredibly strong for us, still as strong for Montreal, and why not mix it up a bit? And why did we throw the ball on first down inside the four that first time? It's just like watching uh, the the Super Bowl with uh, Seattle and and the Patriots. (laughs) Where it's just like, why would you throw the ball? You've got someone who's yeah. doing this. And if worse came to worse, you throw it, you you know, you run it twice, you kick a field goal, you're up by four. Uh, and then they would have come back the second time, could you field goal and went up by seven. But instead we were down by seven. It's just, yeah. I don't quite understand the play galling. It's like they're trying to be a little too clever instead of just playing sound fundamental football. And it just makes yeah. nice sense to me.
0: Well, and I think too, like you said, on the, like trying to run it up the middle against Mondo, like we should know three better. times in a row. Uh, but but the other part is is that the offensive line had moments that were great, mm-hmm. but they also had a lot of moments where Taylor was not having a lot of time, and so he got time, a lot of guys so. in his face. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, and I'm I mean the Montreal D line is good. I don't want to take anything away from them, but we should know you should know they're all they're all our players um or one we're our players i guess i should say but i just yeah i i don't understand that um and, and like you said mike that i mean the kenny lawler injury was huge um he made an enormous amazing catch and then and then was out um just not really good and and, and the and our defense, although the second half played well, the first half they started slow. I mean, Montreal didn't punt the ball until the third quarter. We only punted once
1: until the first, until the third. So,
0: yeah, but it's just man, yeah, uh, but we weren't finishing. That's yeah. the difference, right? And we, you got, I love that little Mexican tune they play after Sergio gets a field goal. But I would like to have a balance of that and the touchdown song, whatever yeah. that
1: is. So, let's, let's <laughs> we don't even know. Yeah,
0: we don't even know because we haven't heard it very often this year. Because, god, yeah, why that happened? Um, yeah, anyway, uh, there's it, it was it was not good. So, no. fall, once no. again, and I believe now the uh the magic number for us to be eliminated officially is one, is that right, Mike? It's yeah. uh one, one rider win or one elks loss, and we are officially, we get- eliminated. So we're we're officially eliminated. So, we're officially eliminated.
1: We could beat Winnipeg in Winnipeg. What are you talking about?
0: We're in the stage of, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We've been there for a while. That was
2: last
0: week. (laughs) That was was halftime. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, we got to get to some, uh, intel. and tell while Mike gets ready sure. for that, we will just do this. This episode is also brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental life, and disability coverage online anytime on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. That's ab.bluecross.ca. Back to the show. And we're back with Superfan. Uh, Let's uh, (laughs) throw up the horde and tell. It is time to throw up the horde and
1: tell. Um, Yeah, a couple of things today. Um, I wanted to start off with this one. It's going to be a little odd. Uh, This I got from the UK. It's a postcard from 1912, and it's a soccer team, but it's the Edmonton soccer team, and three or four guys who are playing on this team also played football for Edmonton as well, so it's one of those oddball things you can sort of find um, out there if you know where to look, because it was a small city at the time, so if you played one sport, odds are you've played another uh, or several sports, and uh, yeah, I just happened to see that and picked it up for quite a bit cheaper, Uh, something a little more recent, but not... In anyone else's lifetime but mine. Um, In uh, the early 70s, they put out something called Sargent... Put out some stickers and a booklet. And it looks like this. And this booklet, you would be able to go to your page oh like that it's flipped right open to that page what are the odds look at
0: that oh
1: and every week you could go to your local grocery store and you could get sets of stickers and they looked in sheets like this and you could pull those out that's cool yeah and i think this one has this guy if you can see at the top there guy named joe Seisman. yeah yes that was his rookie year as a pro um coming to uh toronto and yeah here's another sheet and yeah you could get uh, 15 14 or 15 different things there and there's like these uh, little red things uh you could clip them out and send them in for the booklet itself so um yeah there's 16 sets of sheets and one book uh and they're not super hard to find but it's a fun to sort of collect them and paste them in the book and that the book is uh Unpasted so far, but eventually, uh, maybe uh, the ten-year-old and I'll I'll collect these all and stick them in there. Fifty years later, oh,
0: that's wild. So, did yeah. you get the sheets with the book, or no. did you? So you went to company? the
1: grocery store, like me personally, or in nineteen seventy-one?
0: Oh, no. no, uh, no. You-
1: No, you can usually find them all over the place in trading circles. Um, You can find them on eBay. You can find them on Kijiji. You can find them all over the place. Um, Usually CFL stickers or Sargent stickers because Sargent was the brand. Um, And yeah, and then you can, the book itself, you can usually find for about 25 bucks. And the stickers, you know, you can find individual stickers or you can find a full sheet for, you know, 10 bucks.
0: Oh man, that's cool. Like I'm surprised that from that time frame that the sheets are full like that, like that, that somebody didn't stick them in. Like that, that's, yeah.
1: that's yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people were trying to collect like the full set before they wanted to put them in. Mm-hmm. And maybe oh. they gave up part way through because the promotion ended or they just didn't get around often enough. And uh, yeah. So you can find the uh, individually you can certainly find them, and a lot of times you can find the book with the stickers, if not complete, at least partially in there. But yeah, it's a fun little project for sure.
0: That's oh, that's that's so cool. Too too many people were trying to get Dairy Queen helmets at that point. So oh no, this is before weeks.
1: Dairy Queen helmets. Long before that's Dairy Queen, <laughs> this was sort of the golden age of CFL collectibles. That seventy to seventy two, there was just so much stuff that the league started putting out posters and booklets and stand ups and all kind of stuff, and that was really kind
0: of a golden age of CFL collecting. Oh, that's awesome! All right, excellent. Uh well, let's uh, let's get into setting up this week, shall mm. we? Because uh, that's what we want to do is talk more football. Talk about
1: a nice, easy game for us.
0: <laughs> Liz is like, well, I'm happy to. Talk about it. No problem. With it. No, <laughs> Sam's no, had a no, good no, week. I'm
3: happy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Your team's on by this week, bye. but we'll slowly work it into you. There, you got you got to be a season ticket holder for a few years. We'll see how this goes. Sneak <laughs> uh, so green week eight. That's right. Uh, Week 18, the Elks travel to the unfriendly confines of IG Field to take on the Bombers. Um, That's a Saturday, 5 o'clock start. Uh, Winnipeg has got to be excited after they uh, manhandled the Riders last week. So now they get uh, another team that is struggling. So, yeah. Let's go to the keys to the game. And uh, I'm going to start with one right away and the fact that we have a way field advantage. So uh-huh. that's good. See? So glad that we... That's the key. Uh, <laughs> seems to be a key for us. Just don't be here. Uh, maybe that'll be better. So anyway, Liz, what do you think? What are the keys to the game? I know you're not a big Elks fan, but who? what do they have to do to win this game? Baby steps.
3: I think being away from home is good. I think... With a couple people out, they're getting to the end of the year and they're more than likely not going to make playoffs. So I think it'll give some guys who haven't had a chance to play a ton. I think they're going to get some time on the field and they might not have had as much experience, but just getting some new blood in and they're fresh, they're not tired and sore. And I think that might work really well in their advantage.
0: We're pretty good at bringing new guys in. I don't know if you've watched yeah, our play. roster, here, yeah, we're pre- new, new. The guys that are in there now are are yep. still. They've only been playing a few weeks, well, uh, but what
3: you guys are doing isn't working. So that's right.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go, Superfan. This time, keys of the game. Uh Well, we can always change their clocks back a few hours so they show up late. That would be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. saying-
1: I'm just fair. saying, whatever. I'm not us. I'm talking about Winnipeg. Um, yeah, that's, just, you yeah, know, fair. so if they don't show up for the first half, then we've got a fighting chance. You know. <laughs> I mean, no guarantees.
0: You they watch still have the a full half. half. <laughs>
1: that's, that's what that's, I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not okay. saying it's a guaranteed win if we played the old. Oh, we were all year by ourselves in the first half. But, that's you know, yeah, yeah. Winnipeg's got a pretty strong quick strike offense, and I they love that big play. <laughs> Uh, So if you could find some way of taking the big play away from them, maybe you've got a shot. But to me, it's going to come down to second half uh, adjustments. It's going to be a coaching battle. And I think if we have any hope of winning, we have to have good, strong second half adjustments and we'll see.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Commissioner, got anything else to add to that?
1: Now, Winnipeg
2: hasn't solidified their number one spot in the playoffs yet, right?
1: No, just the home playoff.
2: Just the home playoff. See, if they would have, I would have been like, yeah, we have a chance. They're not playing their starters. <laughs> but even still, <laughs> honestly, like the key to the game is it's key not. Game game. Is it's not <laughs> That's I
0: That's mean, terrible. yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, Zach hasn't looked the best that he's ever looked. I mean, he there's been some shaky moments for sure. Um, so if Serezna can do what Serezna can do and, you know, lay it on thick for Kloros and kind of shake up their, their offense a little bit, we may have a chance to stay in the game. Positives. Yeah. Positives,
0: yeah. And if um, we a
2: return for a touchdown, I think that might – maybe all the curses will be lifted after that. Maybe. <laughs>
0: I think that's that's the reason that we're watching the game is for that that return might happen. Yes. return might happen. That's
3: um, what I'm watching lifted.
1: So Chris is waiting for.
0: Exactly. Um, yeah, the, I, I think the keys to this game really are just continue to improve. Like I, I just play calling, of course, would be would be nice, but I, I do think that just they they do need to just continue to find where that improvement is. Um, we know that Lawler's gone. So who's the guys that step up? Uh, I believe I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe Manny is available this week Might because be. I think last game was his sixth game. So um, d- does he come in to, to lead the team? Um, and I, I'm I'm curious to see how that plays out, but I I think in the overall it's just the, we tend to play Winnipeg well, and I remember you saying that Mike when we were here we we tend to play them well. So can can we get the lucky break? um and that's what we but the only way you get that is by working the rest of the game so um they did well in the penalties this last week the timing of the penalties were crappy but they didn't get that many of them mm-hmm. hopefully they can continue that trend and and then just build on on what you've got um yeah. and hopefully that'll make it a little and, bit the, and
2: the bad sure. thing, the bad thing is is winnipeg knows it's not a trap game they're smart enough to know that this is actually a game that they have to come because of the history that they have with the Elks, but again, their coaching staff is smart enough to know that we still have to bring it, regardless of who we're playing. The Elks aren't yeah. just this like team that fall on the wayside kind of thing. So,
0: very, very true. Very true. Well, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, let's get into our pickums for this week. Uh, some interesting games in here. We've got uh, Saskatchewan. Traveling out to the Hammer to play the Tie Cats. We have uh, the BC Lions traveling to Toronto who are licking their wounds after being thoroughly beat down by the Stampeders last week. You're welcome, Liz. And Ottawa is traveling to Montreal uh, to play the Alouettes. So uh, let's go through those three games. Uh, We're going to go opposite direction this way. Super fan, what do you got? Who you got in those other three games?
1: Uh, well, I mean, I predicted all the home teams last week. Uh, I'm going to probably have the same uh, results for those first three. Uh, I think Hamilton will beat Saskatchewan. BC traveling across three time zones has never gone well for them, much like when you have Toronto or Montreal traveling to BC. So I think Toronto will bounce back and take that one. And I think Montreal is really champing at the bit to try and get that first place um uh, stolen from Toronto or you know, not stolen, but yeah, earned past Toronto. And I think they will beat Ottawa. It's going to be really tough when you fire your head coach, especially when you don't have an offensive coordinator. So we will see, but yeah, so I think right. it's going to be Hamilton, uh, Toronto and Montreal. Hmm.
0: All right. Commissioner.
2: I forgot that, uh, La Police was fired because mm-hmm. I was going to go weird and say, I think that Ottawa is going to take this one for some bizarre reads, but now I forgot about that. So, okay. Um, Oh dear. This is, this was, this is harder than last week in my opinion, but I, I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with Hamilton and yeah, I was going to go with Toronto anyway. And okay. Yeah. I'm going to same as Mike. Now,
0: okay. I, I was going to go so last smart. game
2: different, but I know it worked well last week, so <laughs> just right on your, your uh, coattails there, Mike, for a little bit.
1: You always think people are smart when they
0: agree with you. <laughs> it's just how it works. <laughs> it's that how it works. Oh, yeah. neat. Okay. That's why I don't say smart a lot. Okay. Uh, Liz,
3: uh, what do you got in these? Hamilton... Traveling three time zones is never good. No.
0: You're No, it's not. No.
3: Traveling two time zones is never fun, so I'm gonna go Toronto. Um I wanna say Elks for your guys' sake, but I'm sorry, and I'm going Winnipeg. <laughs> <sighs>
0: oh we don't pick that game.
3: <laughs> and then Yeah,
0: we we your prop bet for that one. That's how that works. So
3: And then Montreal. All right.
0: Okay. Uh, So I am going to start by apologizing to one of our other CFL family that is in the chat in Janice uh, because um, I have vowed this year to never pick the Riders. So now it's a clean sweep that none of us are picking the Riders against Hamilton. It's not good for us, but yeah. Uh, Correct. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Is anything good for us anymore? Come on, really. No matter who wins that game, we're screwed. Like, it's just... It's not good either way. Uh, I agree that Toronto will bounce back playing at home, playing, you know, after the, their defense is much better than what they showed last week. Um, but that could be interesting because Vernon Adams was starting to get a little bit of connection with uh, some of his receivers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see there was a little bit more swagger back in BC. So I think that game will be very close. Could be the game of the week. Uh, and I will also say Montreal over Ottawa, just because if you have no one calling your plays, then you probably don't have a lot of good plays.
2: Machocha is just going to be running across the field like, okay, okay, guys, will this play.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want yeah, all exactly. the jobs. <laughs> I could do it all. I could do it all. Yeah. I can do that. Uh, all right. So, Elks prop bet. Um, so, Mike, do we have any in the chat that we could go over? And Wait. then, Liz, did you bring any with you? Uh, we can I ask did not. You.
1: Okay, no. well, that's all right. We'll start with these and maybe you'll like some. We'll see. Um, we'll see. So we've got uh, Kobe has suggested return yards, uh, which has been mm-hmm. great considering how our return game has certainly improved mm-hmm. since Christian Salisbury's comeback. Um, Coach Vic is suggesting Kevin Brown yards rushing, um, as is, uh, yeah, uh, a few other people have actually made that suggestion as well. Um okay. Janice Owen saying run, run, run the ball. I mean we really would okay. like to. <laughs> yep, we really would like to. That'd She's also yeah. rather disappointed that none of us had picked Hamilton uh, had picked Saskatchewan to win uh just with a come on you guys. I'm <laughs> like, it's really just self-preservation. Um
0: it is, yeah. No, it yeah. isn't. I yeah. haven't picked Saskatchewan all year. I'm about to now. That's how that works. Consistency. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is ther- wrong change. Correct. Yeah. Okay. uh and any other any other ones in there mike or just the two i think that is just it right now just those two uh chris Agar also said
1: kevin brown rushing yards against willie and the rest yikes i mean there was no oh, jeff yeah. coat
0: last week and how did that work yeah well, not well from what i remember yeah. um yeah i had to listen to that one as i was driving back from red deer once again mike and so Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Liz, did you like either of those prop bets or did you want to throw another one out there? Or What do you think?
3: I don't know. I love them. I don't know. I strongly dislike them, but I don't know. I have anything better. So no comment.
0: All right. Well, which one do you want to pick then? Because our guest picks which prop bet and then I will set the line.
3: Let's go running yards. Okay.
0: Running yards by Kevin Brown. Yep. Okay. All is this, right.
2: Is this average per carry or total?
0: Total. oh total. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I average per can carry. Do, be a cool one too.
3: Can I decide as the guest? Sure. <laughs> Let's do average. Yeah.
0: Average per carry. Okay. Average yards per carry for Kevin Brown. Oh man. Isn't he still running like an eight point six average right now?
1: Uh possibly. He uh I mean he had five point four in the last game. He was 9.2 in the first half uh, oh, then, yes. prior to getting injured. Um, oh. And again, why we weren't running the ball down their throats when they were refusing to stop him, I have no idea. Uh, apparently because we were, they were expecting it. Um, mm. And then mm. in the second half, those three cracks from the four where he actually lost a yard. So it was minus one oh, on yeah. three attempts really dragged mm. his, his average down. But yeah, he's just been stellar okay. outside of that. But I think it is 8.5 or something like that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, now he's going up against a a, a better bomber defense, but uh, they have been a little susceptible to the run. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's set the over under at uh, seven and a half yards per carry for Kevin Brown. So, Commissioner Kayla, you get to go first now.
2: I don't know much about uh, Winnipeg's O-line. Like, how are they? Are they average, above average? I
0: hope you mean D-line, because O-line won't matter
1: for us. Right, right. right.
2: Sorry. D-line, D-line.
1: Willie Jefferson and sales. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was Jefferson, uh, Jeff Coat, or Jackson Jeff Coat, and uh, Willie Jefferson on the ends. But in the middle, I think that's where they were a little more susceptible with sales and times. Right, right.
2: Jeff Coat's back, isn't he?
1: Uh, I don't know. He was out in the last game. I haven't heard if he's back this week because I don't know if they practiced yet.
2: Hmm. Not yet. Yeah, without those roster details. But let's be a positive gallon. We'll say. Oh, we'll say he gets back to his eights. So I'll go over because I was completely wrong on my. They blew my under way out of the water with those penalties, penalties? game. Oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> anyway,
0: <laughs> they did that. Yeah, over. that's very true.
2: <laughs>
0: All right. Liz, what do you got? Over under seven I, and a half. My
3: initial thought was over, so I'm going to stick with that and go over. I don't. I think they might have a good game. I think he's starting to get a bit of momentum back, so let's go over.
0: All right, super fan. What was the line? Seven and a half.
1: I want to go. Average I'm going to go under. I think we are going to run the ball more in this game. Uh, that tends to drag it down a bit. So I think we're going to see more around the
0: 7.2. Hmm. Oh,
3: wow. Yeah, it's really close. Five. Very
1: specific. <laughs> well, you always have set a good line. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I do try. Uh, I'm going to go just under as well because I had like, just under seven in my brain. So, uh, so we'll, I'll go a bit under. So we've got two overs, two unders. We will post that for uh, all the rest of you to join in on the fun later in the week. Uh, I forgot to post that for the penalties. I'm so sorry, but life got in the way of, uh, posting Stupid life, you know, that's uh, uh, Oh, some days, let me tell you. Uh, needless to say, uh, fantasy football super fan. The final oh. standings are in. Uh, you finish in fourth spot and will yeah. take on Adam from the uh, Canadian Football Countdown podcast in the quarterfinals. I actually did well against them this year, so that's good. That's fantastic. Uh, I finished first, and I will take on Brazilian Ty from oh. the two and out. Uh, the one thing I can say, at least something in green and gold took first somewhere this year. That's good. I'll take it. Um, now, I, I, I have no um, uh, delusions of grandeur that I can beat Brazilian Thai twice this season. So I'm not sure how that's going to go for me. But the one good thing is that if somebody just below you could win this week and you and I could both win, then. We won't face each other in the semis, which would be great. That'd be great. And we could we could set up the turf district final, which would <laughs> be amazing. That would be.
1: You just gotta watch Brazilian um, ties uh, his uh, trick move where he offers you drink tokens. That's all I'm okay. saying. I know <laughs> it's his move and it's a good one. And it That's, often uh, works. Yeah. But, um,
0: yeah, well it, it yeah, he he knows he knows how to work it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, so we'll see. How that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, find all those great shows uh, at CF Pod Network on Twitter, and of course, you can follow along with the playoffs at CFL Pod Fantasy. So join us all there. Uh, Liz, thank you so much for joining us for thank the podcast. Thank
3: you so much for having me.
0: This was uh, this was super fun. Um, tell everyone where they get to find you and and add you to their CFL family.
3: I am at Type One Liz on all your socials.
0: Beautiful, lovely, and uh, and thank you for having some fun with us, and thank you for being a season seat holder because that's uh, we we need to have people in the stands to enjoy the good vibes, as you said, because uh, sooner or later there will be a win there, and we will enjoy it. So that's the more people who are there, the better. Uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you?
2: Uh, at Duchess Lombardi on Twitter. Sorry, what's that?
0: Okay. <laughs> how, do you,
1: how do you spell the cough?
2: Sorry. Uh, at, at Dutchess Lombardi at Twitter. Sorry. Well, that's just tickle fine. Man. Uh,
0: I, I get it. Uh, Superfan Mike. Uh, where can, does everybody...
1: You can find me at 56parkies, and then you can find the Horde in History segments at the Edmonton Football History Twitter account, which is at
0: E fantastic. And you can follow me at Freepalicious. Uh, our APN shout out this week is to Unprofessional Development, a new pod in the APN. Uh, the stories teachers tell in the workroom, the barroom and the coffeehouse. And it's hosted by Shane Lawrence. You can find them and all the other great shows at Network.com. Okay, uh, and then Hi. pay it forward with football. <laughs> Make sure you are following our friend to pay it forward with football. Uh, of course, they are uh, spreading kindness. And that's what we need more of in this world. And, of course, check out our good friend Celeste's blog, thevinyljourney.com. Join us in the huddle at The Turf District on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, And, of course, if you're on YouTube live, stick around as we will get into overtime in a few moments where we will open up to more fan questions and we'll do a little more chatting with the rest of our CFL family. Otherwise, we will be back next week to definitely set up the next home game yes uh, and more importantly the next tailgate so that's yeah. the important part uh, so join us next monday for that i know it's uh, thanksgiving monday uh, but we will be here recording and it will be an 8 30 start just so that you know mike excellent i hope yep. i'm here i know i'm here to help that's wonderful. All right. For Liz and Commissioner Kay and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.